What's up, everybody? How we doing? Hey, it is so good to see you guys. Let me just say Merry Christmas to you guys. Yeah, it's going to be great. We're so glad that you're here tonight. If you're here for the very first time, you picked a really awesome night to come. Um, and so we just want to welcome you guys and say that you are part of the M12 family now that you're here tonight. And uh, I don't want to take a long time, but I want to talk for just a few minutes about some things that I think will uh, have the ability and the impact to change, to change your life. Now, first of all, when it comes to Christmas, I want you to tell the person on your right, what's one of your favorite parts about Christmas? Go ahead and do that. Just person on your right. Sweet. Well, I remember, I know for me, for me, one of my favorite parts of Christmas, right, one of my favorite parts about Christmas is that when I was in middle school, my family always had this tradition that Christmas Eve, we would open one present. You guys with me? Yeah, loved it. Every Christmas Eve, one present. And one year, not every year, shh, but one year, my parents let me pick the present. They let me pick the present. And it was actually not the best one, but anyway, I thought it was going to be. But it was a, it's just a fun tradition, a fun thing that, that I love. And, and what I want to do is I want to show you guys a quick video of some other families that have that same tradition and some things that happen while they open their presents. So check it out. My favorite part of that video is the little kid that just keeps taking pictures of himself. He, he doesn't know what he's doing. Or the girl. Girls, how many of you have ever reacted that way when you open a present? You literally started crying to yourself. Anybody? Anybody willing to admit it? Thanks for admitting it. I appreciate you guys being honest. Hey, another one of my favorite parts about Christmas is I love, I love Christmas movies. Love Christmas movies, right? Brought some pictures of my favorite ones. Let me see if you guys know what I'm talking about. Check this one out. You can say it if you know it. Christmas Story. It's a good, good movie. Or how about this one? The Santa Claus? Come on, it's awesome. Or this one, this is good. Come on, Home Alone. And of course, gotta have Elf. It's the best. It's awesome. Well, here's what I wanna do tonight. I'd love for you to grab your Bibles, whether they're underneath you or in front of you, and I'd love for you to turn open to page number 1026. Page number 1026, we've been in a series called The King is Among Us, and really, if you think about it, the entire series, we've been talking about Jesus. We've been talking about King Jesus, and Nathan did a great job a couple weeks ago. He talked about the idea that at one time, people were wondering, where is the king? And they were saying, the king is nowhere to be found, and then Jesus came on the scene to say the king is now here, the savior of the world, the Messiah, the chosen one, the one that would change your life, would change mine, has come on the scene. And then last week, Mike talked about Jesus and the fact that Jesus did not come to charge you, but to change you. He came to change your life. He came to change my life. And sometimes we view God, we view him as this police officer that's waiting for us to mess up. And that is so far from the truth of who God really, really is. See, he didn't come to charge you, but he came to change you. And that's where I want to pick up tonight for just a few minutes. And I want to give you our bottom line statement. It's going to come on the screen. Here it is. Jesus changed everything. It's that simple. 
Jesus coming on the scene, the birth of Jesus Christ, which is why we celebrate Christmas. Jesus Christ changed it all. He changed absolutely everything. So what I want to do tonight is I simply just want to read the Christmas story together. Beginning in Luke chapter 2, verse number 1. I want you to read these verses with me. Not out loud, but just kind of look at your Bible. It says this, In those days Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was the governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes, placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the Lord, or excuse me, but the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all of the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. See, students, when we just take a second and just read together the Christmas story, you know, the reality is Christmas is a great time of year. It's one of my favorite times of the year because it's a time where we're with family, we're with friends, we're getting things that we've wanted to get, we're opening presents, we're having great food, great traditions. And at the end of the day, if it wasn't for this story, none of that would be possible. Because the truth is that Jesus changed everything. For some of you, you would, you would say that literally last week, sitting in this room, Jesus changed your life. That you, for the very first time, decided to give your life to Christ, and you will never, ever be the same. And for some of us that have made that decision, we will say, we would say that Jesus has changed us. That we're not perfect, we still struggle just like the next person, but the reality is that Jesus Christ, Him coming on the scene, changed it all. And maybe you're here tonight and you just came with some friends, you just came to have fun. Hey, listen, we're so glad you're here. And if you want to learn more about what the message of Jesus means, what the gospel means, and what it looks like to have a relationship with him, then please come and talk with me. Love to talk with you tonight about that. But what I want to do very quickly is I want to give you three things from this story. And if you're taking notes, you can put them on your paper. If not, that's okay. The first thing is this, a baby was born. When it comes to the Christmas story, we recognize and we see that a baby was born. The Bible says this, while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Now students, this wasn't just any baby though, right? This was the Savior. 
This was the Messiah, the chosen one that would bring light into the darkness. Into the dark world that we once had and lived in, he would be the light. And it wasn't a pretty sight. I don't know if you guys know this, but people, scholars would kind of relate, relate this or compare this to if, if it was now Jesus being born in perhaps what would be maybe like a, a, a truck stop bathroom. I mean, one of the worst places ever, right? It smells nasty, and there's not pillows everywhere, and there's not a bed. It's not a hospital like you've seen on television. Jesus was born in a, in a place that was very unexpected, that people would have never expected for him, the Savior, the King among us, to be born there. Secondly, we notice not only that a baby was born, but we notice that a promise was kept. When Jesus Christ was born from the Virgin Mary, we recognize that a promise was kept. So I want you to look at this verse in Luke chapter 1. It says, the angel said, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Son, the Holy One to be born, will be called the Son of God, for no word from God will ever fail. And then it goes on in Luke 2, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant. The Holy Spirit came to this guy named Simeon and he said, you will not die until you hold the Savior in your arms. And so then Simeon says, Sovereign Lord, as you've promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace for my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. See, students, Jesus was not just a promise, but he was the fulfillment of a prophecy. He was the fulfillment of many prophecies. You can go back to the Old Testament and you can look of things that were told to prophets in the Old Testament, and Jesus was the fulfillment of those things. A promise was kept. And the last thing that we can take from the Christmas story is that a gift was given. A baby was born, a promise was kept, and a gift was given. The Bible says, the angel said to them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all of the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah. He is the Lord. Students, the most important reality of the Christmas story is that the gift that is offered to you as a result of the baby that was born and the promise that was kept changed everything. It changed everything for me, and it changes everything for you. Because, see, through the birth of Jesus Christ, what happened in that moment when he was born is that love, unconditional love, came down from heaven to the earth. And he was the one that would give his life Despite all of your mistakes, 
despite all of the things that you have done that you are not proud of, grace came down to the earth. Grace being a gift that you and I do not deserve. That we didn't deserve for Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, but he did it anyway. So it was a promise and a gift that was given. And what I wanted to do tonight is I want to give you just a visual picture of what this looks like. And I thought it was cool. I was thinking about this year. I was thinking about some of the things that God had done in 2015, the life change that we've seen, the number of kids that have been baptized, the number of you that have taken a step in your faith. Maybe you've started opening the Bible on your own. Maybe you've started to pray out loud for your small group for the very first time. You've taken some really significant steps this, this year in 2015. And of course, there's more ahead in 2016 and more that God wants to do in you and more that God wants to do through you. But if you remember something that I shared with you guys, the beginning of this year was a word, and it was the word chosen. And I have used this word chosen the whole year to pray for you, to pray for God, to overwhelm you with the truth that you have been chosen. Sometimes in middle school, you feel rejected, you feel uh, insignificant, you feel like things don't matter in your world, and that could be so, that couldn't be farther from the truth of what Scripture teaches and what Scripture says. Rather than feeling insignificant, Scripture says you've been chosen. And the cool part about the Christmas story is that, in essence, what happened when Jesus came is that the light of heaven came down to the earth. And the Bible says it like this. I love this passage. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare And I want you to think about this next part, students. This is all of our story. If you are sitting in this room tonight and you would say, I know Christ, I've committed my life to Christ. This is your story. This is my story. The Bible says you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him Jesus, the King is among us, the Savior of the world, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light light. And if you think about it, that night, the truth and the reality, the reality is this, students. I want you to think about this. I wanted you to see a visual of this. Sure, you can do your phone. Don't lose this moment, guys. This is what it was like. I want you to think about this. There were a lot of people that were confused 
Do you remember week one and Nathan was talking? People were thinking, man, the king is nowhere to be found. The king is nowhere to be found. Where is the king? And then Jesus came on the scene. And when Jesus came on the scene, he would bring light into the darkness. And the cool part of the Christmas story, the cool part of the Christmas story, and this is where I wrap up, is simply this. I want you to understand, you are God's plan A for redemption in the world. Not only did Jesus Christ come down from heaven to the earth, light into the darkness. But when Jesus ascended into heaven and sent his Holy Spirit down, what he has charged you to do and, what me, and for me to do is that we are now the light in the world. We are now the ones who bring light to a dark place. And so I want you to think about it. I love that you guys have put your lights out because this is, for some of you, this could be your school right here. And you are the light that goes into your school. For some of you, this may even be your family. Maybe you're the only Christian in your family. You're the only person who understands the real meaning of Christmas in your family. And so this could be you and your family. You are the only light in your family. And so this is what I want to invite you to do tonight. I don't know if you call 12 Stone your church home. If you don't, that's okay. But even if, if you do, that's great too. But next Thursday, we have four services for Christmas Eve. And, and this is what I want to challenge you guys with as we wrap up tonight. I want to challenge you to invite someone to come to a Christmas service. Because maybe they need to hear the story of Christmas. Maybe they need to hear about the king being among us, Jesus. And so, God, thank you for the Christmas story. Thank you that the Christmas story represents life change. That everything changed because of the Christmas story, because of Jesus. God, obviously, there are a lot of people in this world that do not know you. They do not know the story of redemption found in Jesus. Maybe they think he was just a famous prophet, a cool guy. They don't know that he's the Savior of the world. So I pray over every individual that's being prayed for right now. And I ask that you, Lord Jesus, would give the give these students courage and boldness to invite whoever they're thinking about right now, that you would give them um, the ability, God, to, to go to a family member or a friend and just say, hey, would you, would, you, would you come with me to 12 Stone or to my church for a Christmas service? I'd love for you to join me and hear the story. And I pray that this Christmas season, if it's just one person who's being prayed for right now, whose life is changed, then it's worth it. So God, would you do that?